All right, guys, welcome back to the Business Shift podcast. We have Shanisha Howard joining us today. She initially embarked on her marketing journey in 2017 when she began selling virgin hair extensions. Her love for beauty is what motivated her to branch off into other areas of beauty and self-care. She did this until she started college. College was an absolute plot twist of her life. She learned how to get out of her comfort zone and talk to more people and network. I can't wait to dive more into that. Um, In 2019, a friend invited her to a huge conference in Las Vegas. Uh, The conference was the 10X Growth Conference hosted by Grant Cardone. That's awesome. Um, And then immediately after she attended that conference, her mindset completely shifted. This mindset is exactly how she managed to organically build a community of over 2,000 aspiring and existing entrepreneurs. It is also how she managed to start and operate her social media marketing agency today. So I cannot wait to bring her on. Let's cue that intro and then we'll get right into the interview. Welcome to The Business Shift, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who are focused on making the shift to business owners. We talk about what it takes to build and grow a thriving digital empire and the transition required as you grow. This is a shift I chose to make in my own business, your client success, and one you'll want to consider making as you grow from solopreneur to business owner. Please share and enjoy. All right. Welcome on the show. How are you doing tonight? I am good. How are you? Doing so good. I can't wait to jump in. So let's just start right off. My first question to you is let's dive more into your business. Like, tell me a little bit more about what it is, why you started it, all the good stuff. Yeah. So my business is a social media marketing agency called Wind Down Marketing. And initially how I came about with that name was you know, I was still working my nine to five. So I felt like after nine to five hours, you know, everybody just wants to wind down and relax. So I'm like, you know, let me handle the, the business. You wind down, let me handle the business now. You know, you can- I love that. Um, so that's how that name came about. And we specialize in all things digital marketing. So yeah. uh, social media management, social media strategy, social media marketing, paid advertising, email marketing, um, influencer marketing, you name it. Nice. We can do it as long as it's online. And what made me start this agency was, like you said, um, back in 2019, when I went to the Grant Cardone conference, I was I was kind of set on being a dentist um, at that point. That's what I oh. wanted to do because nobody ever challenged me to think otherwise. You know, mm-hmm. my parents think, you know, white coat equals six figures, a lot of money. It's just right. good to most and they don't really encourage you to like try stuff that you actually like, that you're passionate about. And I've always had a passion for beauty. So Mm -hmm. I went to that conference. Um, It was probably like the most high ticket investment I made at that age. Right. Because it's not, it's not a cheap conference. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And that's what I learned from one, like, you know, taking calculated risks, how to put yourself in rooms, you know, with people that you want to be surrounded by. So that was my first lesson in high energy equals high income. Oh yeah. Um, So I went to that conference. It had to have at least been 20,000 people. Um, and the marketing was crazy. Like I was just so inspired by how well Grant Cardone marketed that event from yeah. the actual speakers, um, the messaging, the branding, um, you know, the intermissions after the show, how I was retargeted with his ads. I, I was sent the book. I was just blown away by his marketing. And when I left that event, I didn't leave the same. And so mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted to stop playing small. I knew that I did not want to be a quarter million dollars in debt from trying to pursue dentistry. And trying to figure out how to open my own practice and trying to figure out residency. I just did not want to dedicate 10 years of my life. I was tired of school. Yeah. And so 
uh, since I had been doing the beauty, I had learned like elevator pitch. I was on YouTube University, mm. just educating myself. I was doing all the certifications, course error, Google, um, Facebook at the time before it became Meta. And I just mm-hmm. jumped right in and I was majoring in biology at the time, but I made the shift to marketing with a concentration in digital marketing. And my professor, Professor Beecham, who I just gave a lecture to her class, um, Funny How Life Works. That's so, awesome. So she also um, was running a digital marketing agency and it was no secret. So she inspired me to do that. And yeah. so when uh, in 2020, when the pandemic happened, I had time. I had gotten laid off of work. So I had all the time in the world. I was online a lot. So yeah, uh, I would just go online. And as I educated myself on marketing, I would go live and share what I was learning. And it, it made me want to start a group because somebody suggested, hey, you should start a group for this. So I did. Right. It was called Her Pedestal, where it was for women who were either entrepreneurs or women who wanted to be entrepreneurs and where we could just, you know, ask questions, just bond privately. So mm-hmm. then like, the week, first week or so, it had grown from zero to 2,000 people organically. Just from The me- first week? Yes. Just from me growing up. Because I made it sound like it was like, you know, uh, like exclusive assets. So yeah. I'm, I'm not posting this on my personal page anymore. You have to join this group to get in. This is what we're talking about. This is what people are saying. And so I, I would have all, all my members invite other people. And that's how it grew so fast. And they were mm-hmm. Smart. So it went from, you know, me... Uh, educating them, answering questions. Then they asked, do you do coaching calls? So I started doing coaching calls, uh, 30 minutes, one hour. Then it was like, can you do this for me? So that's how the Done For You agency came about. I landed my first client from that and she referred 12 people to me. And then (laughs) the referrals kept coming. I built my portfolio. I got case studies and I just learned how to pitch myself. I learned what events I should uh, go to. I learned how to, you know, find high ticket clients. I learned how to package my offerings. I learned how to, of course, get clients results that they're looking for. Yeah. That is how the agency came about. And of course, I worked a lot of roles, um, digital marketing manager, senior digital account manager, paid media manager. So I, I have just, you know, fully jumped into the marketing world. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So do you have a team now? Um, and if so, what does that team look like? So I have an intern who recently just started. She is a junior digital account manager, and I do plan on bringing her on after she completes her 90 days, just because awesome. I started, I had yeah. a and it just went from there. So I would like to, you know, pay it forward. And she is, of course, someone from my old university too, because I just love it so much. Yeah. I have a graphic designer, um, very, very great, this graphic social media yeah. Paid ad graphics, email banners, LinkedIn banners, all the things. Amazing. Um, I have a copywriter who does blog writing, uh, email newsletter writing. Yeah. So yeah, I haven't found anybody who can do strategy like me. I yeah. would duplicate myself, but for now, I think I will just stick to doing the strategy. That's what I really like to do. Right. That's what the team looks like right now, but as we continue to grow, I would of course like to get um, a project manager. Yep. A generator, you know, um, an account executive who can handle the sales. Yeah. So, yeah. That's where we are right now. Wow. That's amazing. So are these people on as independent contractors? Have you hired them as employees? What does that look like? So they're all independent contractors. Awesome. And wh- what did you find was the benefit of doing them as independent contractors instead of employees? Because I know a lot of people when they're first looking to hire, there's that kind of resistance of like, do I need to have an employee? Does it need to be? What's the option there? And so I'd love to hear your opinion on that. 
truthfully, how I how I go about business is I think about it from an employee perspective and a business owner perspective. I've been an employee and I know what I wish I had. I wish yeah. I didn't have to like work on someone else's clock, you know, um, hour right. by hour to the T. I wish I had more flexibility. I wish I wasn't micromanaged. And so mm-hmm. that's why I chose to go to independent contractor route, because even though they are, they still do the work. They still are good at time management and mm-hmm. I trust them to do what I need them to do. And it just like allows any autonomy to not be bound by me. Like you can, you know, take on other projects too. Just don't share confidential information. And so when people are free, they feel free. That's when they are the most creative and happy. So I let people kind of like almost treat it like their business in a way. So these mm-hmm. are you do it, just get it done. Let me, you know, review it by such and such date. I trust you. We're all adults and we go yeah. on day. So I found that people are the most happiest when they have control over their workday. So that's how I like it. Oh, yeah. Okay. I love that. So um, really the the foundation of this podcast is to chat about uh, if you think there's a difference between being a solopreneur uh, and a business owner. And I see a lot of people use that umbrella term of entrepreneur and they're just like, oh yeah, you're just an entrepreneur. But I think there's different stages that you go through as an entrepreneur. Um, and so do you think that there's a difference between being a solopreneur or being a business owner? And if the, if you do think there's a difference, what is that difference? Solopreneur is somebody who does all the work. So had I not had a graphic designer, had I not had an intern, had I not had um, a copywriter, then if I was doing all the work, I would consider that a solopreneur who is literally yeah. doing all the work. And I think that's not really sustainable. Um, if you have um, increasing client work or you know, contract work. If you have one client, I guess that's possible. It's kind of like a full-time role. But yeah. as you start to scale, that becomes different and it starts to affect your quality of work. So yeah. I believe that there is a difference and business owners are more so in charge of delegating, outsourcing, hiring. So yes, you are still the mastermind, but you do need to hire people that you're um, that's good at stuff at your weekend or stuff that you just don't want to do. I don't like graphic design at all. So of course yeah. I would hire somebody who would you know, who could do that and do it better than I could. Yep. So I think a business owner, they are more in charge of delegation, outsourcing, managing, and solopreneurs just is literally just you. Mm, yes, I agree with that. So you mentioned to me that you had an, you, you had your nine to five while building a business. Um, and so what would you say was the hardest thing about building a business while having a nine to five? I would say a few things. So number one, considering the nature of my industry, because I've always worked for big marketing agencies, so you look at it as competition. Mm-hmm. So whereas most people online tell you like, hey, post on social media, give value, you will attract leads. I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of had to operate it in secret. So I had yeah. to be with how I would get clients, how I would market myself. And so mm-hmm. that led me to like um, a cold outreach method. And it's a hit or miss. You just have to be good at messaging. Um, two is the fact that I had full work days and sometimes longer than full work days, like depending on um, if people were quitting or if client right. was increasing, sometimes I had to work longer. So I couldn't really be consistent in business. So that led me to adopt a solid morning routine. If you don't have a solid routine, especially morning routine, then you're probably going to set your day up for failure. Yeah. So if, if I would start work at 9 a.m., I would get up at 5.30 a.m. and plan my day. Because I know that two hours of focused work per day is better than eight hours of procrastination per day. So right. I, w- I would really focus on my morning routine um, and my time management. That was really, 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 really huge for someone who didn't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. I would have to be really strategic with how I would spend it. So I may do um, a few minutes of you know prayer, meditation, journaling, writing out my to-do list. Mm-hmm. I would 
um, do some pitching. So cold emails, DMs. I would send out some email newsletters. Um, I would make a prospecting list. I would write up some blogs. So I got really, really, really strategic at how I would structure my mornings. Um, so that's one thing. And then there's the issue, at least for me on my end, because if I'm offering social media services, but I can't post on social media, yeah, look like, are you legit? So right. like kind of convince clients of my value by showcasing case studies, showing them actual testimonials, mm-hmm. um, together portfolio showcasing uh, my skill set. So it was like almost a lack of trust just because I couldn't take the conventional route that most people would in my industry. So that was also a challenge. Um, and then like kind of being scared to show up as a whole. Yeah. I knew I was being watched. So it kind of like I, I struggled with mindset in the beginning. Like, you know, right. do this? am I really going to get far like this? Yep. You know, do I need to leave this nine to five? So it's a constant battle of like, should you leave your nine to five? And when people tell you, you know, you need a safety net, you need to save six months, 12 months of money. But sometimes you have to bet on yourself. That's why I call it calculated risk. So if you know you have done 5,000 a month, you know, on the low or as a side hustle and you make that much from your business, why can't you make 10,000 your first month? You know, mm. trust if you have only been limited to the, Stuff that you can do and you don't have any limitations so now you can do it all i don't see why you can't double triple your income within the next 30 days with no limitations so i had the constant battle of you know if i should leave my nine to five do i trust myself well what if i fail just kind of putting myself in a position to fail before it even came to that point mm-hmm. about failure uh fear of failure is huge 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 yep. what if I my money what if i max out a credit card what if this program doesn't work right so, that those are the things that I struggle with in the beginning. Ooh, okay, that's very valuable insight. And I hear this a lot from people when they talk about having a nine to five and then also trying to build a business, they have a hard time prioritizing their business. Um, and so how were you able to work through that when you know you are exhausted and you're tired? And how are you able to go, yes, I'm choosing my business? Because it's like I see it as kind of like a scale as people spend all their time in their nine to five and their business down here. And then slowly, the more that they prioritize it, the more it can kind of switch over. But they have to prioritize it first. So how did you do that with, with your experience? Truthfully, it was a mindset practice. It's really all about mindset at the end of the day. So we know to me, your nine to five is going to replace you or they can replace you at any given moment. And they are paying you like they're not paying as much as they can, no matter what they say, no matter what the the negotiation letter says, they can always pay you more money. So keep in mind that you're being paid way less than what you're making them. Um, Mm -hmm. They pay you this because you have a certain skill set that's valuable. So uh, I would like I would basically, like I said, mindset. Because uh, you won't always be motivated. You won't always, you know, have the drive. But that's when discipline is key. You just have to get really good at keeping commitments to yourself. Because if you don't, you will never really reach your level of success. So if I say I'm going to send 20 outreach emails today, then I'm not going to sleep until I do it because I owe that to myself. Yeah. To out of here, you know, you may not be happy you're nine to five or you just may want to make more money. Whatever the situation is, if you don't work then nothing is going to change. So if nothing changes, nothing changes. And that's, I live with the end result in my mind. Like I want to travel more. I want to travel every month at least. I want to be able to just go out in the middle of the day and go to the gym. I don't want to have to talk to anybody. So just living with my end goals in mind is what, you know, what kept me driven to show up for myself 
and do what I needed to do. So it's really a mindset. Nobody's going to do it for you. Nobody's going to keep holding your hand. Yes, you can get a mindset coach, but that's a coach and she can't do it for you. She can tell you what to right. do. It's up to you to actually execute. So I got really strong at mindset and that looked like listening to podcasts on mindset every day, doing meditation, waking up early so I can have slow, intentional mornings, mm-hmm. um, up my diet. So no fried food, uh, mm-hmm. no pork, no dessert. Yeah, so yeah. or if I did, I would do frozen Greek yogurt, but you know, nothing unhealthy because it helped me uh, keep my mind clear, help me uh, stay focused. So it's really about sacrifice. I would read a chapter before I go to bed because there's a difference between getting good sleep and then just getting sleep. And you normally yeah. have to drink something warm before bed and or read a book or listen to some soft music. So I got really intentional on my daily habits. Mm. I love that. And what were some of those daily habits that you started to bring in? So you mentioned a couple of them, but were there any others that you really wanted to make sure to prioritize? So I would show up um, in communities that I considered like that wasn't really popular. Like just, you know, whether that is me networking with one person per day, um, just, you know, not really trying to convince them to be my client or anything, but just genuinely building connections. writing down like goals, reminding myself of my goals every day. And it's easy to like over overload yourself. You may have 25 goals, but I think mm-hmm. we can narrow them down to the top three. That's just my, my opinion because the other 22 may not be as important or they may help you accomplish the other 22 if you have three, mm-hmm. three big goals. Um, and then that looked like me decluttering because when you have a decluttered space, you have a clear mind. So it could be me donating clothes. It could be me making sure I wash dishes every night. I don't let my dishes sit overnight at all. Mm-hmm. I always make up my bed every day. Um, I light candles every day during my work day because it just helps me oh, stay. Safe. I like that. So just think about what it is that puts you at ease. It may look different for other people, but that's what worked for me. And of course, watching like one YouTube video per day on whatever I felt like was relevant for me at any given moment. And it looks like investing in, you know, when you can invest in a mentor or a program and mm-hmm. actually up and do the work every day. So if you have to, post a certain post that your mentor says, just do it. It's always something daily that you need to do. Yeah. And that, that is what worked for me. Just being like consistent, showing up, following that routine. I think routines can save lives and um, help you accomplish goals. Morning routine, nighttime routine. So whether you have certain skincare, I think you should do it, you know, every day consistently. Nighttime routine. Yes. However you eat, if you do a meal prep, whatever you do, just keep doing it. Um, yeah. And I think once you realize that you can trust yourself, because we don't trust ourselves, that's where the fear of failure comes from. Yeah. You have to show up. So once you learn that you can actually trust yourself to show up, then that's when you see a lot of things shift. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so great. Um, so kind of going back to what we were talking about with hiring and bringing people on, what was that process that you walked through to starting outsourcing and hiring contractors? Um, because I know that that can be pretty daunting and people are like, I don't know who's the right person, who to find. So how did you start that process? So truthfully, I would like to say I figured out what I felt like I needed, what would take me the most time and what I didn't like. And that always boiled down to graphic design. Yeah. So, like I can do the strategy, I can do the copyright, I can plan the content, I can do market research, but I really, 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 there's a block when it comes to graphic design because I just don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first person who I hired just because that's what I felt like would be the most valuable to me at that time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of clients have like, you know, branding needs, design ask, and, and this, this is not something I could do in a quick turnaround if they may want it. So that's how I went about hiring that person. So I would look at um, you know, their resume, any certifications they have, any samples, any portfolios, 
or any industries that make sense. So if I'm in beauty, um, retail, e-commerce, or personal injury, and they have like, you know, mainly automotive or pools, it may not be the best fit or, but I'm all for giving people chances. So I just did what would make sense uh, for me and my specific agency in my clients' industries. Yeah. That's how I went about my first hire. Yeah. Uh, second hire is more so like about saving time. It's not that I didn't like doing copywriting, but now it's about me saving time because I just want to be the person who strategizes. That's my, that's all I want to do with strategy. So it's like, you know, now. And, and you know, when you say strategy, what do you mean by that? So strategy could look like, so for example, one of my medical spa clients, if her overall objective is to get more people in the door every month. So now I would say, okay, how can we do that? Mm. Well, we're not running ads. So we should be running lead generation ads. This would be the budget. This would be the landing page. This is how we, this is what we would put on the landing page. This is, you know, how we would retarget them. This is the automated email campaign we would do, or this is a social media content we would post to get more people in the door. We would mm -hmm. do three reels per week, three carousel posts per week. We would engage with these people. So it's literally me breaking down the strategy of like exactly what we should do to help the business owner, you know, reach whatever goal she has or accomplish that objective. So that's what I mean by strategy. That's what I love to do. Mm, okay, that's great. So how would a business owner approach marketing and strategy differently than a solopreneur? Business owner, they usually have a team. And that's who I prefer to work with because they have a team. So it could look like them. They may have a chief marketing officer. They may have a social media coordinator. They may have a marketing manager. But most of the time, they may be a small company that just needs help and the marketing manager is overwhelmed or they're just like not really well versed in a specific aspect so maybe they need help with ads or social media um and that could look like me working with with that team that business owner marketing person but if i work with solopreneurs just us communicating directly and sometimes that could still like not be as efficient because mm -hmm. as a solopreneur they're already doing too much so they're exhausted they're not submitting stuff by the deadlines they're not creating quality content because they're just tired or they don't know how. So it looks like I may have to spend more time training them on how to you know, record a reel. I may have to write a video script, which is what I don't really want to do, but I'm willing to versus a business owner who hired a marketing officer who either knows how to do this or they have social media coordinators under them who can provide the content. So I would say it's easier to work with business owners who have a team because they can execute quickly and more efficiently versus a solopreneur who may not be as well versed or they just may not have the time to um, provide the stuff that's needed by the due date. So it could be communication issues. It could be last minute client content revisions or approvals, which could cause issues, you know, with relationships down the line. Yes. Okay. That is very insightful. And this whole thing has been just amazing. Such, such great insightful uh, tips as well as just perspective. And so I appreciate it. So my last question for you today is, what would you say are your top business growth tips as you're going from solopreneur to business owner? Number one, I would say, um, you know, if you are a product based business, understanding what the trends are. Yes, trends do die. So I, I still feel like knowing what the trends are is important, but also knowing that strategy will trump trends, but you still need to know both. So as a product based business owner, uh, aside from knowing the trends, knowing that paying attention to where most of your money comes from, what product sells the most, or what people are searching for on your website. Because if they are searching, let's say if you if you are a jewelry company and people are searching for an anklet, but you don't mm -hmm. have anklets right now, 
you should probably add some anklets to the website. So right. basically, that's what I call listening to your customers. Even if they don't talk, you can find what they're looking for. Yeah. Um, paying attention to reviews. Don't be so mad about honest reviews. If they say your jewelry fades, then you should probably look into, you know, getting another vendor. Um, looking at what, what their pain points are, being able to speak to those, cre- create your content around that. And a tip is to go to Google. Um, and so if you sell jewelry, go to Google and type in jewelry. You can see what the most commonly asked questions are and make content mm. around those questions because Google is the top search engine. So if one person asks, just know a million other people want to know the answer. So make content around that. Show up consistently. Um, if you don't have the budget for ads yet, dedicate a lot of time to social media marketing. So whatever platforms make sense for product-based business, I would definitely say TikTok. Instagram, Pinterest at the very least. Um, and I say Instagram, that's automatically connected to Facebook. So you can just post simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you do have the budget for ads, there's a, if you go to Facebook ads library, you can search your competitors and see what ads they're running and get inspiration. Don't copy, but be inspired. Um, so you should definitely have a way to get new eyes on your brand every single day. Don't just depend on one because one is too close to none. So social media, paid advertising, Invest in email marketing. Uh, you may have to pay a monthly fee for a platform, but I mean, it's, it's really not bad because that's where a lot of revenue comes from. It takes people more than one time seeing your brand to actually buy from you. So it takes on average seven times. So that's ads, running ads, retargeting ads, sending consistent emails, posting on shows, social media and following up. So, and of course, making sure what you're putting out is high quality and invest in uh, customer testimonials. So it builds your credibility and then for service-based, which is, of course, the industry I am in, Me too. Hone, yes, hone in on the specific thing that you actually love and that you're good at because I can offer social media, I can offer paid advertising, but if I say I love strategy, then that would be probably like the service that I would pitch the easiest that would come the most natural. So figure out what you really, really, really want to offer, what you really love, what you know you can um, provide to the client and is going to like exceed their expectations and hone in on that. Figure out where, where your clients are. If you are, you know, in the industry where you want high ticket clients, so clients who pay a thousand dollars plus per month, um, like retainer based clients, then you need to know where they hang out at. And LinkedIn is, of course, one of my favorite platforms. And of course, email, because if they are high ticket, they're probably not on social media all day, but they are on LinkedIn, they are checking their email. So as you say, keep that in mind. And you need to meet them where they are. They may not be looking for you because they are probably successful and they're busy. So you need to go find them um, and know how to lead with value. I think that's so important. I get cold pitches all the time and I'm a cold pitcher. So I see cold pitches I don't like. I just respond with some tips. Um, so, yeah, lead with value. Don't send 18 paragraphs because we're busy. We don't like to read that much. So keep it short. Keep it simple. Keep it sweet. The goal should not be to sell the service, but to sell the call. Sell the service on the call. But your first goal should be to sell a call because people fall in love with people with personalities. So if I can make you laugh on the call, you'll probably be my client. Um, and, of course, like aside from the skills and stuff, it's much easier to sell when people see your face and that you're not a robot and you are relatable. Um, and of course, the same thing, collect testimonials that's social proof. And one good testimonial could get you three plus new clients. Um, keep that in mind and keep showing up. Be consistent. Put yourself out there. Go to networking events um, and be willing to give value for free. And I don't say free as in do free trials for clients. What I mean by free is 
do a free workshop and, you know, upload it to your Chamber of Commerce, you know, platform. That's what I mean by free. So not really uh, for one person, unless it's someone who you really, really want to work with. And there's a huge benefit that comes out of that. So unless you're working with like Grant Cardone himself, maybe that's a good free opportunity. And that's something good to add to your portfolio, uh, your resume. But most of the time, I would say provide value to as many people as you can um, by working smart. So that's workshops. Uh, webinars, things like that to build your credibility. And I made my way into universities now where I can speak to college students and network with professors. And I can add that to my resume when pitching to other universities. So make it make sense. I did my first one for free, but it really worked out. So that's what mm -hmm. I that's amazing. Thank you so much. That was so tactical and just very in-depth as far as where you can get started on that. And so everybody who's listening, take one of those and start doing those today. So I love it. Um, where can people connect with you if they want to potentially work with you, if they want to find you, if they want to hear from you more, where, where can they go to find you? So for business owners who have a need for social media marketing, you may not have time to manage your social media, or you just may not know where to start, or you just don't want to do it then please feel free to go to my website, www.windownmarketing.com. Yes, by wine, I mean the kind of wine you would drink, but that's not what I mean. Um, and you would go to the either the Contact Us form or the Apply Now if you're feeling creative. Uh, and once you apply, I will be able to see your contact and I will follow up with you to ask you more questions and we can hop on a call. Or if you want to bypass that, you're just ready to chat now. That's also okay. Feel free to email me at um, Shanisha, that's S-H-Y-N-E-S-H-A at windownmarketing.com and we can schedule a quick chat, we can do coffee, we can do tea whatever you like, we can absolutely do it and if you're a business owner who just has questions or you have started a business and you want some insightful tips I'm happy to give those, just feel free to schedule um, a call at kellenly.com um, slash windownmarketing so whatever way you communicate with me, I will be looking forward to it and I will respond to you as soon as possible. Thank you. Amazing. Any last words before we finish up for today? If you can dream it, you can do it. Nothing is too far fetched. Um, you have all the resources you need to be great in this particular moment. This is the best time to trust yourself. We are in the age of digital marketing. So if you have any skills that, you know, you can hone in on online copywriting, graphic design, social media, uh, podcasting, video editing, you can absolutely be successful. All it takes is you being consistent, you hopping on YouTube University or listening to other podcasts to learn and you can do it. Just put yourself out there. Um, the worst thing anyone can tell you is no. And no doesn't mean no. It means not right now um, or try again later. So just keep that in mind and keep going. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today. I truly, truly appreciate it. Let's go ahead and cue the outro. Thanks for listening to The Business Shift, where we chat about no-nonsense insights and strategies to help you transform your online business into a successful empire. If you or someone you know is an online business owner and are looking to increase the retention and ascension of their programs and outsource their fulfillment, I would love to connect. You can connect with us at yourclientsuccess.com. Until next time, keep shifting your business towards success.